Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. New position. Written by Betty Adams. But if the title simply means assistant morale officer, with denotations of alien life forms, Flipoff interjected. Twist around, rotated his support appendages in irritation, sending a ripple shrug along his core. He debated telling the arrogant officer what his name really translated to in human dialects and, like every other time, decided against it. He shifted the datapad in his gripping appendage and continued speaking. If that is the direct translation, he said, even with all the associated denotations, I don't see the need to create a new named position. Just inform the crews that there needs to be two morale officers on any ship with a human or two, a master and a student. Because, Flipoff sent a wave of his appendages up, in a signal that one usually used with fresh buildings who were asking too many questions about the color of the algae fields. This is not a learning position. The goal is for the new officer to know more about humans, at least in this one field, than the chief morale officer. Twist under tightened his appendages in a stubborn perplexity. And you expect me to be an expert on the state of mind? He demanded, feeling a little proud of the knowing the last noun. Centralized nervous systems were so very fascinating. No, Flipoff replied with a grim flick of his bandages. You are simply an officer with more than a month of experience with human crews like all the others we contacted. We expect you to become an expert. I've only been trained in observational psychology. Twist around, observed uneasily. I would hardly be prepared to react good. Interrupted Flipoff. Acting in your observation will fall under morale, officer. It is best that you understand that going in. Twist around fought down the offense that inspired in him. It was one thing that when you were fast land species interrupted in flowing conversation, it was quite another when an undulate who knew better did it. Yes, there was more than a little cosmic irony in Flipoff's name. Either that, or he understood the connotations and chose his translation deliberately. However, Twist Around did not sense that much of a sense of humor in the abrupt officer. So my job, Twist Under began as he examined the description yet again, trying to gain relevant information from the many, many words, is to observe the human populations, be it one or many, and report to the morale officer for the correction any instance of or chance of a state of mind that is really not known to exist in our people, except as a rare and usually fatal neurological condition, but that humans consider perfectly normal. Correct, Lepoff replied, and to simplify the circumstances, we are naming it with human sounds and written denotations precisely, because it rarely affects other species either. We are talking about a state of being where the human is suffering from a lack of sufficient threats. Twist under offered, asserting that he had misconstrued the Trisk Field Report, a small, skittering land aliens were perhaps the most like them in appearance despite being the aiming species 
but their different life goals made their writing especially hard to decipher. Indeed, Flipoff confirmed with no modifiers. Twist around expanded his appendages to patiently wait for Flipoff to expand on this, but no such clarification of how the twist around had misunderstood the concept name. As mad as it sounded, this was his new calling. I suppose, um, he said, uncertain at what he expected of him, that is very kind of home pools to expand this many resources to secure the mental health of a new friend's. There is absolutely nothing altruistic about this move, Flipoff said, assuming a grim pose. This is strictly for the safety of our crews who have to deal with the humans. Why must you be so dramatic? Twist around finally burst out, exasperated with the posturing of his superior. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen if a highly skilled and highly trained human gets, uh, bored? End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. On the loose. Written by Batty Adams. Do understand, Base Commander 15th Trill said as gently as he could. We just want to understand. The human in front of him slouched at his chair. She very deliberately glanced to the window. The massive rings of muscle and her odd concentric eyes contracted as she focused on the branches of the tree in the middle distance. Her massive digits began to rise. They twined with her mates on the other hand and untwined again. She shifted her center of mass and glanced at him out of the corners of her eye. Base Commander 15th Drill recalled his psychology training and squared his primary joints on either side of his head. He tilted his head, apt to point his sensory horns on the display and fix the human with what he'd hoped was a firm stare. He needed to let the silence be an ally. Hubert's couldn't stand being quietly watched, and hopefully he was reading the situation correctly. After a moment, the human heaved an unnecessarily loud sigh and haunched her shoulders. Don't know, she said, sir. She threw out that as an afterthought. Let us review the facts then, 15th Troll said, following up the report on his tablet. The human winced and glanced at him furtively before returning her gaze to the tree. Now you are rated as a mechanic, 15th Troll stated. Yeah, the human confirmed. You are not rated as a biologist in the biology subfield, 15th Troll asked. Not a bit, the human agreed as a smile flitted across her face and then flew off. Yet you spent no small amount of your private funds to requisition a collection of over 5,000. He hesitated for a complex science name of the species. The human's interest perked up and she openly grinned as she looked at him. Crabbits, she said in an eager tone, because they look like little crabby crickets. Crabbits, 15th Trolls agreed. You commissioned a collection of over 5,000 crabbits and received the delivery of said at 7th hour this morning at Atmospheric Shuttle Dock 7. Could have been 7, the human said with a shrug. Don't exactly notice. I sound, 15th Troll replied. Nevertheless, you then took the container of crabbits and... Uh, it was cold, she interjected. I took them to the cafeteria to warm up first. Fifteenth Troll stared blankly at her for a moment, taking the smug smile, the frank admission of premeditation and the utterly unapologetic glint in the concentric eyes. You uh, took them to the cafeteria to warm up, Fifteenth Troll repeated as he added a note to the log. 
Yeah, the human popped her head eagerly. They don't move much when they're cold, you see. So I warmed them up so they were nice and ready to bolt when the first bell rang. Fifteenth Troll heaved a sigh and turned back to his log. So you very deliberately waited until the first break of the day, he said, and went to the primary traffic juncture of the base during the busiest time locus and released the warmed crabbits into the hallway. The human began spasming with barely suppressed laughter as he finished. You should have seen the trisk, she gasped out. I didn't know those little legs could move that fast. Which, 15th Droll said firmly, trying to get the conversation back on track, brings us back to my original question. Why did you do it? The humor slowly faded out of the human's flushed face and she slumped back in her chair. Her shoulders shrugged again. Don't know, she said, tossing her chin defiantly. Fifteenth Trill gave a low groan and regretted not pressing harder for a Shatar personnel officer that he'd been denied. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Downgrade. Maria, I will need assistance in the astronomics department tomorrow, Paul's sister said as she passed the commuter room. Several seconds passed with no response from the human who was sprawled out on the Shatarian couch. Paul's sister tilted her head to the side in irritation. She understood that the human joints didn't bend the same way that hers did, but it was truly more comfortable for them to spread out on the floor than the back of a couch in that almost undulate manner. They did have an internal skeleton after all. They should act like it. Maria, Paul's sister attempted again, but with no better results. Dr. Torres, deciding that she wasn't going to get any response through sound, Paul's sister reached back and unlimbered her utility rod from her sheath on her back. She eased up within the length of the couch and lightly wrapped the exposed elbow. Maria yelped and scrambled to the floor. She blinked in an odd concentric eyes at Paul's sister and bared her blocky enameled mandibles in a friendly gesture. Her fibrous frill was from the intertwined braids that almost mimicked proper Shatarian frills from the southern fens. She had even thoughtfully added bright red ribbons to show her general placid attitude. What's up, sis? Maria asked brightly, putting her headphones back. I will need your assistance tomorrow, Walt's sister repeated, laying her frill back carefully to conceal her irritation. It was Maria's day off, after all. The final decision on the star cluster radius has come down, and we will need to update the star maps and are not directly connected to the main systems and any printed data. Cool, gotcha, Maria said brightly as she leapt to her feet. Paul's sister had to fight back another wince as the human towered over her. It was odd, going from the tallest species in the confederation to the second tallest. Odd and unnerving. Would you like preference on the printer for personal reasons? Fourth sister asked. Why would I need that? This is not your regular duty, Fourth sister replied. The base commander likes to make sure that anyone asked to perform outside their job descriptions gets some reimbursement, even if it's minor. I know that, Maria said with a dismissive wave, but why would I need access to the printer? Nearly three quarters of the wall decorations in your room will need to be updated, Fourth sister pointed out. Ah! Perhaps you did not realize the decision will affect your Polaris system. Maria fell silent, and Fourth Sister had to twist her head several times to analyze the wild flush of colors that raced across the human's face. Are you ill, Maria? she demanded, feeling her frill flattened with concern. Did you get up too fast? 
Maria snapped her head from side to side and fourth sister had to remind herself that it was a sign of negation rather than a request for more information. Maria's fleshy mammalian lips opened and closed a few times and then the colors in her face suddenly cooled. They're reclassifying the Polaris system to what? She finally hissed out. Anger. Walt's sister suddenly realized that wildly diffused anger that had no target and left humans so unpredictable. She frantically tried to figure out what had triggered this response in the normally gentle Mary human. They simply clarified that the outer two stars are not part of the core system, making the actual system a tertiary. Walt's sister answered with the obvious question, What? Maria demanded, her voice hitting an octave that Mother of the Eighth used to sterilize the grain crops back home. Vault's sister tried to repeat the information, but the human interrupted her. They cut off the fifth little piggy. Maria demanded, not just the fifth, the fourth, too. Oh, sweet stars above, this is preposterous. That was always been part of a five-star system. Think of how many times I chanted that song as I skipped rope. Think of all the baby toes that will be pinched to the rhyme. She slapped her hands together and stalked out the computer room. On the central, university is going to hear about this, was the last thing the fourth sister heard as the human left. She stared blankly at the door and realized that she was holding her data pad in front of her defensively. She carefully lowered it and just as carefully raised her throat into a calm position. All evidence indicated that Maria was furious over the technical designation change of an uninhabited system. But that could not be correct. It was patently illogical. She would call her cousin who lived in a mixed colony. If anyone could explain this behavior, it was the Shittar who had to deal with these strange beings her entire life. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.